0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks. is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to PricePix.com slash Locked On NBA and use the code Locked On NBA for a first deposit match up to $100.
1: Free dessert for life at homeshef.com slash locked on. That's homeshef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life homeshef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day.
2: And you're indeed locked on Magic. Today is July 31st, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Happy with you here on a Tuesday for another episode. We're going to talk about a few quick things here, um, somewhat related topics. We're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's length, and yes, they do seem to have an obsession with length, and I'm going to talk uh, a little bit about that within the context of Jerry and Grant and, and what he brings to the team and, and some of his struggles that he's had in early on in his career as he looks to get things going. But before we di- get into all that, I do want to remind everyone that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Lockdown Podcast Network by checking out the Locked On Podcast Network, of course. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. There is an NBA. There's a Locked On podcast covering every single NBA team. Wanting to learn a little bit more about LeBron James's uh, 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 new school that's opening up, I would definitely check out Locked On Cavs. I'm sure they'll talk about it, as well as Locked On Lakers. I'm sure they will talk about it as well. You can also check out the Locked On NBA podcast for your daily NBA fix. Covering the national stories with the same kind of detail that you get from your local host. There's a local Locked On podcast for every single team. In fact, special episode that I think is worth checking out. I know some of. I know a lot of you watch Friday Night Lights. I binge it on Netflix. It's a fantastic show. QB one Matt Saracen, or the actor who plays him at least was on Locked On Bulls last week. I'm looking forward to listening to this episode. I was just uh, on Twitter earlier. Locked On Nuggets ranked all 30 starting NBA point guards. Can't imagine D.J. Augustin's very high, but there you have it. So there is a Locked On podcast. Even in this dead time of the NBA calendar, there is something for everyone. There are still great conversations happening throughout the Locked On podcast at work. So definitely give it a perusal. Check it out on Locked On with the team you're looking for on iTunes. And again, All NBA teams, most NFL teams, and a growing number of MLB teams covered on the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients Free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert.
2: Uh, I posted my mailbag uh, up on the website uh, Monday. I'll probably do an episode going through some of those questions uh, coming up a little bit later on this week, if not early next week. Uh, so we'll get into some of these issues, but but one of the big questions that I got uh, in my mailbag uh, uh, on that was about this penchant for drafting length. Um, it's, it's become a little bit of a joke among fans. Whenever the Magic acquires someone new, well, what's his wingspan? And for the most part, they are pretty impressive wingspans. It doesn't seem like Jeff Waltman and John Hammond have drafted a guy who has a wingspan that is shorter than the guy's height. And, and undoubtedly, with, with the way the Magic drafted in this draft, wingspan was definitely, definitely, definitely something they seriously consider. Take a look at Muhammad Bamba, the longest recorded wingspan in the NBA Draft Combine's history. Melvin Frazier had the second longest wingspan among all guards at the NBA Draft Combine. Justin Jackson had one of the longest wingspans among forwards or non-centers at the NBA Draft Combine. This was something that the team put a focus on. You look at Isaiah Briscoe, and maybe their ideas of bring him in as a point guard are very much because of the length and size that he has, the things that you can't teach. Same thing goes for Jerry and Grant, who I'll talk about a little bit at the end of the show. Finding guys with these physical attributes, with these things that you cannot teach anywhere, was important to... The team and to the way the Magic want to build. So, why is this important? Why does this matter? Uh, on one hand, I would agree, and there are plenty of examples that physical attributes alone do not make a player. At some point, you got to get a guy with skill. Thus, uh, while I like Melvin Frazier a lot, I think some confusion about taking him along with Wes Wandu, two guys who have a lot of defensive skill and a lot of physical, uh, a lot of the physical attributes that you're looking for, but don't necessarily have the basketball skills to make an impact immediately. Bamba still trades a lot on his athleticism and his and his length, not so much on positioning and skill. Those are things that he'll have to learn. And there are countless, countless, countless examples of guys who seemingly have everything you want physically in a player—wingspan, athleticism—you uh, know, all those those things—and can't seem to put it all together. At, at that point, it's just about faith in your development system. So, uh, wingspan alone isn't going to solve many problems. It isn't going to solve every problem that the Magic have. Certainly, the Magic have a lack of shooting right now, and and even Rob Hennigan had this focus on getting getting defensive grinders. That at some point you got to be able to make shots, and and I think at some point the Magic will begin drafting or looking for guys to fill needs and fill skills. But for now. What they're looking for are the attributes that they can really build a culture and an identity around. During Summer League, though, we saw exactly what this length and athleticism can do. Up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com and a post that I wrote last week, I talked a little bit about what this does. And, and if, if you want to, go YouTube. Go look up that play where Jonathan Isaac and Muhammad Bamba blocked the shot of Jaron Jackson Jr., the, the, the infamous Summer League double block. That play was built because Isaac and Bamba are such athletic are such physical freaks that they have that massive wingspan. In fact, Isaac is out of position for much of that play. He recovers to make that block. That's point 1 about length. It's not only the ability to change I mean point 1, I guess, would be the ability to change shots and change shot angles to make them more difficult. Something the Magic haven't been able to do, you know, maybe because of Nikola Vučević, maybe not. But That is something that the Magic now have, with Isaac clogging passing lanes, making passes harder to make in in, in the interior, Muhammad Bamba protecting the rim. They have some of these things now. The second thing is the ability to recover, the ability to get back and, and make up for mistakes. Remember late last year, Jonathan Isaac told, I believe it was Slam Magazine, that he found defense in the NBA pretty easy, which is a pretty stunning statement to say from a rookie. But when you watch Isaac play, it's hard to argue with him. He had a natural instinct for defense, and and it still looked like he was kind of out there with with his head cut off, so to speak. But Isaac had the instincts and the know-how and the IQ and the physical ability to catch up when he made mistakes. And Isaac made plenty of mistakes, but they were hidden because he could clean up his mess. That's something else length provides. But the one thing that I think length provides as much as anything is the ability to disrupt offenses in the very simple things that they do. And when we look back and think about Summer League at the beginning of this month, it wasn't about wins and losses. I know there are still there, there's a segment that are like, why didn't the Magic try and win these games? Why didn't the Magic try and win this tournament? And maybe they did, maybe they didn't. That's That's probably another argument for another day. But... it it became clear to me as I watched that team and and saw how they were constructed without great shooting, the real goal was to establish a defensive identity, was to begin the basis of their defense. And again, go back and watch that play, that Muhammad Bamba, Jonathan Isaac play, the whole play, not just the block. The play really starts with Isaiah Briscoe and Jonathan Isaac getting engaged in a pick and roll. Isaac's guarding Jaron Jackson, Briscoe's guarding the guard. I forget who it was. It was probably Kobe Simmons. And as Simmons is coming around the Jackson screen, and Briscoe's a big guy already, and that's, that's difficult in and of itself, Isaac shows. And because Isaac is so big and long, and Briscoe's so big and long, it forces Simmons off his desired path. From there, as he tries to throw it back to Jaron Jackson, he's got to throw it over Jonathan Isaac and somewhat over Isaiah Briscoe. So this whole play starts with sort of a hurried, rushed pass, not to an open man or not to where the open man is. Jackson, when he receives the ball, has to adjust, adding to the difficulty... Jonathan Isaac deflects that pass, forcing Jackson to start further away from the basket. Now, Isaac is out of position when Jackson catches the ball. There is an open lane in front of Jaron Jackson Jr., and he rightly tries to take it. He gathers the ball as Isaac is still recovering and shifting over and heads to the lane. But because he had to start so far away from the basket, because Isaac, again, has the length and the ability and Bamba is standing there to challenge the shot and cut off the penetration when he gets to him, Isaac's able to recover and make at least what was officially recorded as a Jothan Isaac block. I remember specifically from that Memphis game making this point and thinking about it very hard here. It just felt like the way the Magic were playing that game, and I would say to some extent in the Brooklyn game as well, they were putting so much pressure on ball handlers, on passers, that you would see that phenomenon often where in order for a player to kick the ball out, in order for a player to reverse the ball or make the next pass, they had to start further away from the basket or they were forced further away from the basket because the Magic were able to close down passing lanes. To create a passing lane, the Grizzlies had to be in an in a disadvantageous position where the Magic could recover, where the Magic could swipe at the ball a little bit. And that's a credit to Melvin Frazier, that's a credit to Isaiah Briscoe, that's a credit to Wes that's a credit to Mo Bamba, that's a credit to Jonathan Isaac. With the length that the Magic had on the floor that night, they were able to really make Memphis work hard to make the simple plays. Now, Summer League is not the regular season. Kobe Simmons is not Mike Conley. But the same principle, the same idea, I think is something that John Hammond and Jeff Weltman are trying to build within this team. They are trying to get multi-positional, versatile, long players to disrupt that offense. To disrupt the basics of what you are trying to run. It's very similar to, to how I think the Celtics tried to defend the Cavaliers and how the Rockets tried to defend the Warriors. And even the Sixers, to a certain extent, try to do this against the Celtics. The idea of the switching defenses is to simply make the basic actions that you're trying to do harder to do. You run a pick and roll to create indecision within the defense. If the defense just switches, the advantage of that roll man, of that pick, are gone. That indecision's gone. And now you're stuck with essentially an isolation play. And if you have a versatile defensive-minded big, like a Al Horford, who's a great defensive center, or you know Clint Capella can do it for a little bit, or Draymond Green, if you're left with that matchup, it now becomes a one-on-one game. And that is in the defense's advantage for the most part. Because you're not committing extra guys, you're not giving up three-point shots. That's the idea the Magic are going after here as well. It's not just length to disrupt outlet passes so you can recover and contest and force the team out of its comfort zone. It's really about that, that disruption, that unexpected moment where now it's just a one-on-one game. And again, one-on-one games typically... Favor the defense in some respect. Especially if you have someone that can guard down his down position. This is the power of the length that the Magic are going after. This is the idea, the ideal of what the team is chasing with their with their play here. We'll see if it works in the regular season. Evan Fournier, not the longest guy. Dj Augustin, not the longest guy. It's not going to be perfect this year. The defense is going to look a little bit different than it did in summer league. But clearly, length has its advantages. And clearly, Orlando is finding ways to take advantage of the length that they have.
3: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: And one player that I think really fits into this idea and and, and into this uh, notion of length and, and why I think the magic ultimately did acquire him and and made that deal that they made with Charlotte and Chicago is Jerry and Grant Jerry and Grant in a previous lifetime probably would have been called a tweener and a tweener in these in this day and age is, is more it's more about your position is more about who you can defend and rather than who you can play offensively uh, but but Jerry and Grant was sort of a hybrid 1-2 in college. He was the main ball handler for most of the time. There, there was a few other guys that, that also handled the ball, but it was mostly Jerry and Grant's show. And in college, he was a great driver and kick, and kicker. Great drivers, able to get to the basket and finish. Great passer and great assists. That has not quite translated to the NBA, and it's been one of the bigger frustrations, I think, for him. Without a consistent three-point shot, without consistent shooting... He struggled a bit offensively. And in fact, I would argue that last year, his first time playing more than 20 minutes per game, was the first season where he really had a defined role. Averaging around eight points per game, shooting at a, I think, 47, 48% effective field goal percentage. It wasn't a bad effort. It wasn't a bad season. But it's not necessarily a good one either. It's not necessarily to say that Jerrion Grant is going to come in and automatically be the starter. This is a contract year for Jerrion Grant. This is a, a season where he has to prove what he can do in the NBA. And, and Orlando, I think, is a good place for him to do it. Orlando is going to give him the role, give him the opportunity. And again, I think he fits what this team wants to do. But it, it's difficult to be a versatile point guard It's easy to say, oh, you're a 3-4, you can play either forward position, you can scale up to the 5 if need be, or you're a 2-3, you're a wing. The point guard position isn't really one where you get a lot of versatile guys, especially at his height. It's, it's, It's a tough spot, really. And Grant has had his struggles to really grasp the finer points of playing point guard in the NBA and to find his niche and find his spot in the NBA. He entered the, the league as an older player having been in, at Notre Dame for 5 years after redshirting a year. He had he, he was a solid production he had solid production all four playing years in South Bend. But Grant has never quite gotten all the way there. When you watch Grant at his best, he looks very similar to Victor Oladipo, I must say able to get to the rim, finish around the basket, use his length and his height to see over defenders and, and make some pretty impressive passes. It's a mystery why it hasn't been consistent. And Maybe it's system. Maybe it's inconsistent playing time. He was drafted to the Knicks or went to the Knicks his rookie year, traded to Chicago, and really last year again, his first real role. This is another new team for him, all in a big year. And so I can't sit here and tell you what to expect from, from Jerry and Grant. I want to say that he'll make that next step, but, but I can't really say that. I want to say that he has the size and the profile the Magic 1. I think he does, but the skill doesn't quite match it. And so I can't say that, that he's going to do more than be the backup point guard. It's, it's just hard to pin down what to make of him. He'll have a run this season, I have no doubt, where he is making a ton of shots and you're like, he needs to be the starter. He's the best point guard on the roster. Consistency matters though. And that's been what's eluded and Grant for much of his career so far. If Jerryn Grant plays well, he is the kind of point guard the magic want. solid driver and creator good enough shooter, long athletic and you hope in a better in a better system more defensive minded as well. I think that's been one of the bigger disappointments of his career is that despite you know he's six foot four with a six foot seven and a quarter wingspan, his defense should be a lot better than it is and figuring out, how to unlock that, that talent, it's clearly a talented player, how to unlock that talent is going to be the trick for Steve Clifford and his staff here. But Grant has a lot of promise because of that profile, because of what we know he can do, and and the Magic are going to be the team that that gives him maybe a chance to do so. That's going to do it for me today on Locked on Magic. I want to thank you all again for listening. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at underscore omd And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including that Orlando Magic Daily mailbag where I answer all of your Orlando Magic questions, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And, of course, follow us on Twitter at OmagicDaily. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic. This has been Philip Rosenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
3: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.